Welcome to Valfi Stuttgart Americana, where our views are unofficial, uninformed, and unprepared. And boy, howdy, Austin, are we unprepared uh, for our opening episode of the new season. We had actually planned this episode, a preview and review of the season way back in June. And, mm -hmm. and June, yeah, didn't work out. So then we said, all right, we'll meet up in July. And then I got <laughs> kind of sick, and so that didn't work out. They are like, you know what, no worries, we'll do it in August. And then uh, people had jobs. I think it's actually Jeff's birthday today, so he won't be joining us. So now that didn't work out. So we're about a couple hours before the season actually starts. And here we are. So we'll see yeah. how well this goes. Mm -hmm. um, Oz, how was your summer uh, so far as we head into the Bundesliga season? It was, it was good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, you know, took it easy. Um, didn't work too much. Um, just, just kicked back. I spent some time at the bar. Interesting uh, little story. I actually ran into a guy who lived in Stuttgart at our local bar, which was really crazy because he, I was wearing one of my Freiburg jerseys mm -hmm. and I was, when he walked up to me, it wasn't where he could see Freiburg on the back of the jersey. And he goes, and he walks up and he goes, really, out of all the teams and in Bundesliga, Freiburg, and I, and I looked at him, and and he just he goes, yeah, I used to live in Stuttgart, and so we sat down and we had a couple of beers, and and we talked Stuttgart for about twenty minutes, and it, it was really interesting. I, and, yeah, and he was a fan back in the nineties, okay. and so yeah, it was it was a good summer. There's two parts of that story that I love. One, if for those of you don't don't know, Austin lives in California, so the fact that uh, Stuttgart. Uh, former resident ran into a Freiburg fan there is actually kind of interesting and, and I love the fact that a Stuttgart fan is making fun of a Freiburg fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> any, anytime we can pick on you guys I'm all for it so but uh, you know when you finish ninth on the table as we did last year that mm -hmm. uh, yeah we've got a few people we can make fun of right there. Yeah. Speaking of last year why don't we break uh, break this party uh, open as the kids say, as the kids say mm -hmm. that, with part one our uh, season in review, because the next season's about to start in about two hours. <laughs> All right, Austin. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to do a fill in the blank edition where I'm going to give you a question and you're mm -hmm. going to try to provide the correct answer. And only I know the actual answer. So we've got 14 questions and we'll see how well you do. Question number one, my expectations for last season were blank. Uh, uncertain. Uncertain. You know what? I'm going to give you credit for that because the correct word was survival. The uh, oh. the expectations for last year were to survive, and they did that. But I like the uncertain part of it. You know, they were mm -hmm. a young team coming up, didn't know exactly what would happen, and they were down 0-3 early in their first match. Kind of a uh, kind of a foreshadowing of what would uh, what would happen the rest of the season. All right, so I'm going to give you that credit for that one. Second question is the first half of the season was. Um, I would have to say that the first half of the season was unexpected. Oh, I like where you're at. Sadly, you're wrong. It's, uh, the correct response is exciting. Exciting is the correct response. Um, oh, well. 
They were down 3-0 to Freiburg. Didn't win it, but that game was kind of a foreshadow, like I said. They never gave up. They kept coming back. There was that famous game against Dortmund where they scored all those goals. Um, the game against Gladbach where they had a last-second equalizer. Uh, so they had a lot of exciting matches at, as the first half of the, the season was going down. So Yeah, the Freiburg one was the most exciting to me. <laughs> it was definitely one of the most disappointing. Yeah, so <laughs> All right, question number three. The second half of the season was blank. Affirming. Affirming. I like that. Unfortunately, that is wrong. The correct response was safe. The entire <laughs> second half, we were safe. In fact, after the first match against you guys, Stuttgart never got lower than 13th place and actually moved up to, I believe, seventh place for a small moment in time. So affirming, I like that word choice because there were a lot of things that went correct for the team from management to coaching to playing, um, but the correct word is safe. Well, can, can I just say that you just said they were never below 13th, but if you go back and listen to the previous episodes, I do believe you uh, were discussing relegation for majority of the season. Did you not hear the opening lines of this podcast that we are uninformed? <laughs> so I just proved that every single week until you and Jeff told me to shut up. <laughs> There's no relegation. <laughs> All right, question number four. One word to describe the season as a whole is blank. Say success. You, I like you didn't that. get relegated. Mm -hmm. You stayed up. The young kids showed that they could play. Uh, you've got a bright future ahead of you if, if this uh, ship keeps steering towards the, the dock, as they say, as the kids say. I'm sure the kids say that. But no, I, like I said, yeah, I think it was just success. I'm going to give you credit for that one. Yes, yeah, successful season. Played uh, young kids, played a lot, and they played well. Plus, I love your metaphor that the kids use of the ship steering towards the dock. <laughs> All right, here's a random question. Uh, one of the guys who helped steer that ship was Pellegrino Matarazzo. Question number five, if he was a spice, I would describe his coaching as this kind of spice. Well, I, I'm going a little with a little personal favorite here. Um, lemon pepper. Lemon pepper. All right. That's wrong. And, and the reason I say lemon pepper is because lemon pepper is one of those things that, you know, it's a spice that you don't think of, you don't think it's going to be good with anything. And then once you use it, it, it goes with everything. It works on everything. And everything that you, you use it with turns out to be better than you thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I like the explanation. Unfortunately, it's wrong. Uh, salt and pepper was the correct response because salt and pepper just goes well with everything. People I don't get half credit for pepper. <laughs> you know what? I am going to give you half credit for pepper. <laughs> I like that. I've never actually used lemon pepper at all. I might have to, uh, might have to visit. Oh, it's fantastic on popcorn. Fantastic popcorn. Got it. <laughs> all right, when we start up our cooking podcast, <laughs> there we go. our first episode. Question number six. The most memorable match of the season was blank. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, for me, it was the Freiburg one. But if I'm going to be honest, I think the most memorable match of the season was the match when Silas went down. Because that that kind of uh, derailed the, you know, this the the, the motivation and the, the the path you guys were on. Yeah, that was the <laughs> match, I think. 
uh, where he went down and it was really sad. We're not going to get him back till I think November or December for this year. Um, mm -hmm. And we're having a tough time replacing him as, as you, you would expect. He's just an incredibly talented uh, athlete. I'm going to give you an incorrect response though. It was the Gladbach match at the second half. I know a lot of people will choose a Dortmund match, um, mm -hmm. but I'm saying Gladbach because they had gone on a little bit of a losing streak. They were down 0-1 towards the end of the season. There was really not a ton to play for at that point, but they came back not only to draw, but actually to win it. And it just kind of showed the fight and effort and uh, drive of this team that they hadn't given up, even when kind of the results were, were in. But you do get some credit because, yeah, they were pretty banged up at that point, but they still kind of gave it their all. All right, speaking of their all, who would be, question number seven, the defensive MVP for last season? Now, I, I might be out in, in, in a right field on this, but when I think of a defensive player, A, you want them to not give up goals, obviously, and two, you want to have them keep the ball away and get the ball away from the other team. So my defensive player of the year is Endo. Oh. He, because of all the tackles he won. That's a great choice, Endo. Fantastic choice. And I, I think a lot of people who are listening, if anybody is, mom, dad, hey, what's up? Uh, going to disagree with me, but I just checked this. It's going to be Gregor Cobell. And mm -hmm. Endo is a great choice. I can't argue. He's actually going to be the captain this season. Uh, he just got back from Japan, from the Olympics. Um, played a lot of minutes there. He's going to be a big key to what they do this season. I'm going to put Gregor Cobell. I know he gave up a lot of goals, but I really mm -hmm. think we're going to miss him. When you play as aggressive as this team does, you need somebody in the back who is pretty strong, who is, in my opinion, really strong. I didn't mm -hmm. remember a lot of goals that he gave up that you're like, oh, what are you doing? Um, right. And he was a leader with his communication. I think we're going to miss him. It's hard to argue with Endo, though. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a great pick. What about the offensive MVP? I mean, I'm, I'm going to – take the easy route here and just say salsa. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's sometimes the, the answer is so easy, you just kind of move on. Uh, mm. It is crazy, though, to think that this team, Nico Gonzalez, who just left for a boatload of money, um, didn't get that much attention, it seemed like, because Sasa was so amazing. Silas was so amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Then once Silas went down, it was basically the Sasa show. Um, yeah, offensive MVP, Sasa Klygic. Um, Hopefully we can get him back soon. Uh, this season, we'll talk more about that later. Question number nine, rookie of the season was? Again, I'm going to easy pick, Silas. Silas is a good pick. Unfortunately, you're wrong. It was all of them. Almost the entire roster <laughs> uh, outside of Dadavi and Castro, I believe, were rookies. Um, it's a team award. This is America where we give youth awards to everybody. I'm giving a trophy to every single one of those guys. Uh, they were the youngest roster in the league. We heard that almost every match. I think they're even younger this year. Um, so they're all getting awards from me. What about the veteran of the season? Who would you give that award to? Forster. Ooh, Forster. Um, interesting choice, unfortunately. He's actually younger than you think. I think he's only 24, 25. Well, I, I've listened to you complain about Forster for at least two years now. So I've, I figured he was a veteran. Whoa, libel and slander. <laughs> nobody who has ever listened to this podcast and nobody <laughs> does can remember that. No, no. The correct response is Gonzalo Castro. He was a leader in the midfield. I really think we're going to miss him. He uh, really seemed to rejuvenate himself this year. He's still without a club. The team decided to not re-sign him. 
Uh, he was somewhat expensive, but also the idea of giving youth more time to play. I thought he did a great job last season, just kind of controlling the middle, silent leader, but really seemed to uh, be one of the engines that kind of helped drive the uh, Stuttgart ship into the dock, as the kids say. All right, what about the most surprising player of the season? Ooh, surprising player of the season, I would have to go with, um, for me, for someone who doesn't pay attention to the team as much is uh, Anton. Oh, wow, great choice. Yeah, uh, Anton, the center back, really was a leader in the middle. I, I like that choice. I actually thought he was going to be one of the key players last year. I'm going to go with um, this podcast's number one favorite player, Phil Forster as the most surprising player. Uh, I think because everybody was surprised he played as much as he did. And, but it became clear that the more this guy played, the more the team won. And he was just, he seemed to get better as time went on, much maligned by the fans, but he seemed to be kind of a key part of whatever Matarazzo wanted to do. Can't question his hustle. You can question you know, his finishing, but I really, I really came to appreciate what he offered the team as the season went on, as anybody who listens to this podcast clearly knows. Um, <laughs> I'll do a little bit. What about question number 12? Almost done. Most disappointing player last season was? Well, at first, when it, at first I was going to go with Kubali. And, but then I realized Kubali actually played somewhat. And so I had to take Stencil. Because anytime Stencil came into the game, you just said, in five to ten minutes, the other team scoring. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter when he came in. It was just the other team's going to get a goal because Stencil is a negative, negative Nancy, as the kids like to say. <laughs> this, this, this has nothing to do with the fact that he used to play for Freiburg. I'm sure, right there. No, I actually, I actually liked him when he was on Freiburg. Mm-hmm. I just think when he went to Stuttgart, all of a sudden something. I don't know if it was system, but yeah, he just he just dropped off. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad one. I didn't have super high expectations for him, so he didn't rate on my list. I'm actually going to go with Koulibaly. Probably a bad choice. Probably not an, uh, a very popular choice. It's probably not his fault. Um, he played very well. well. You are unpopular. <laughs> I am quite unpopular. This is very <laughs> true. In fact, when we mentioned that we were about to broadcast, we immediately lost three followers. <laughs> so, <laughs> We took the summer off and our, our followers grew. And then as soon as we said, hey, we're back, everybody said, nah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Koulibaly uh, just because I think it's not fair. His, ex- his start was so amazing that the expectations mm-hmm. were probably too high. Um, I think mm-hmm. we're going to miss him actually the next couple games until he comes back from the COVID issue we'll talk about later. Go with him. All right, two questions left. Best kit of the season. Which kit do you think was the best one? Best kit? I- I like the all black kit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that it's was simple. Fun. It's not flashy. It's just basic. And I, I liked it. Yeah, much like us. Very basic. It's mm-hmm. a close call. I like that one. But you know, the one I'm going to go with, the diversity kit, that one was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was, that was my second. That was yeah. very close second. Yeah, it's a great cause, great reasons, uh, great kit, really, just really sharp. So that was a good one. And final one. My final thought on last season was. Hopefully they could continue it into this season. That's a lot. That's a big thought. No, sadly, you're wrong. The final thought was fun. The season was just fun. This team was fun to watch. They were fun to follow, uh, fun to talk about. 
Um, it was just a great season all around, um, which is going to lead to some expectations for this year. So it was just a lot of fun um, last season. We'll see what happens this season. So part one, Austin, sadly, you only got four for 14 correct, which means your penalty is you get to stay on the podcast. <laughs> Congratulations. Great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is our season in review for last year. Let's move on to part two. All right. In part two, we're going to talk about a season preview. Now, let's start off talking about the losses. Oh, boy. So who did this team lose? The three big losses were the goalkeeper we talked about, Gregor Cobell. Uh, striker, winger, Nico Gonzalez, and probably the most devastating loss to most fans, third string goalkeeper, Jan Skrull. So four Jans have been on the team for five or six years and never played a minute. It was a boyhood club. He's moved on to Frankfurt, so miss him. So Austin, which one of those players, two completely different players, do you think the team will miss the most this year? I think, I think it's deceptive because, I mean, it's easy to say Cabell, and, and I would get that, but I'm going to go Nico. Because I watched this uh, the the goalie that's going to be on your starting uh, your starting goalie this year, and he looked pretty decent last year. So, I mean, obviously, you know, Cabell was was fantastic, and who knows if this kid could uh, maintain that that ability that level. But I think Nico, because especially with Silas being down and you know, again, his squad being so young, I think. You know, Nico being there would have been uh, beneficial. Well, it's crazy. You selling a player for what was it, twenty five million or whatever it might have been, um, and you're like, yeah, what big deal? Just because of how well Silas played, how well Kalajic played. But I, I think you're right, um, especially with the injuries that they've got right now due to the COVID situation, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, losing Nico will probably hurt a lot more than people expect. Um, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. You're losing a guy on the offensive attack, Nico Gonzalez. I would personally, I've got, as people listening here, like, man, this guy's got a crush on Gregor Well, I just thought in the time that I have been a fan of this club, that he was the best keeper that we've had. And that's, that's obviously true because they sold him mm -hmm. the most amount of money they've ever sold a goalkeeper for. Um, I believe it's one of the highest transfer fees for a goalkeeper in the Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. um, he just seemed to be more than solid. I, there's just a lot of games where I thought he was the difference in keeping us in the match. And so I think missing him is going to, to hurt a little bit more. I can't argue with what you just said, though. Missing both those guys, so missing somebody on the front, the attack, and somebody on the back, the defense, that's a rough, <laughs> that's a rough uh, way to go. But they made about $40 million, which they needed. So I think we'll miss them both. Let's, let's go on to the other side, though. They signed a number of players. You got Florian uh, Mueller, who's come over to be the goalkeeper. You had Chris Furich, who came over from Paderborn, um, meant to replace Nico or Silas. Fortunately, he's got a broken collarbone. He's gonna be out two, three months. Uh, Hiroki Ito, who's a center back from Japan, who surprised a lot of people by making the roster. So he's not gonna be sent down to the youth team. He's gonna stay up. Um, and a few other players, Omar Baez, who's one of the top Turkish youth players. Um, and there's a few others here. Which one of these players, Austin, do you think is going to have the biggest impact on the season from match day one all the way to match day 34? I think, uh, and I'm being a little biased here, but I think Mueller. Uh, 
you know, I watched him on Freiburg. And again, with Cobell being out or uh, moving on, you know, and again, like I said, this this backup kid, I can't think of his name, but he, he played really well, but well, yeah. he consistent. Yeah. And so I think Mueller, it, he was very consistent, very good while Flecken was out last year. And I think if anything goes wrong with this other kid, Mueller is a great person. You could just slot in there and, and get some consistency back. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. It's going to be Florian Mueller. Um, I'm excited about some of the other players that they've got, um, but it starts and ends with defense, I think, and it starts and ends with, with him. I'm concerned because I didn't watch a lot of the Olympics, but Germany didn't have a great Olympic run. Um, so I do have some concerns there. He doesn't seem like he's as sharp as I was hoping he would be, but he's a very highly rated goalkeeper. He's one of the top young goalkeepers in the league. So hopefully it works out, but I 100% agree with you. With the type of offense and aggressiveness this team plays, we need somebody strong and solid at the back. And I think we're gonna find out pretty quick um, if, if, that's, if that's him. Um, especially because I think you mentioned early in the podcast that this team isn't going to maybe score as much, at least early as maybe we, we had in the past with the number of guys that are out. So I 100% agree. There's some exciting young players that they signed. Um, but I think Lauren Mueller is going to be the big one that everybody's going to keep their eyes eyes on. Because one of the things we're going to keep our eyes on is kind of the lineups that this team has. Now, there's a number of injuries, so let's talk about that. Silas is out until about November or December. Um, Mangala is out for another few weeks. Furek is out for, Furek is out for another uh, two to three months. Uh, we just found out a couple of days ago, Sasa Kalajic is probably going to be out for the next couple of weeks. He tested positive for COVID for the second time. Um, so he's going to be out for a bit. So you've got some pretty big holes. So what this lineup is going to look like this weekend may be completely different than what it looks like uh, match day one after January, you know? So there's a lot you could pick from here, Oz. Which weakness do you think needs to be addressed the quickest and who is the player you think might step in uh, to address that weakness? I, I think... I, I gotta go with the offense. I mean, that's gotta be the biggest thing that you gotta address. And the the fact is, is again, Kuobali is is available, right? I don't think he's gonna be available for this first match. I'm not sure about that. And that's that's one of the issues because I think part of the plan was Furich was going to replace Silas on the wing. And once <laughs> Furich went out, like two days after he signed for us, too, mm -hmm. broke his collarbone. Terrible luck. Then I think the idea was Koulibaly would probably take that spot and he's out mm -hmm. short term. So now you're like, all right, uh, yeah. what do we do? Well, I mean, uh, what's the kid's name, Massimo? Roberto Massimo, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna have to step up. I think he showed flashes last year mm -hmm. and he's gotta step up, be more consistent. And I think that that will fill a void, hopefully for you know the first couple of weeks or so. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting because I think losing Mangala is is huge because he is just he and Endo played so well together in that midfield. Um, I think we're gonna miss Castro and just his leadership. I'm with you too, though. I think where are we gonna score some goals? Um, they're talking about one of two responses at the striker position, LEG as we call him, Hamadi. Uh, who's an old school classic striker uh, who had success in the second league, but has yet to find a lot of success in the first league. 
and a 17-year-old kid, Sanko, who has got tons of talent, but he's 17. So they're looking at maybe putting in uh, some of those guys there. So I agree with you. I think replacing Sasa Kalajic is probably the headliner, one that is going to be the toughest one to replace. Because how do you replace that guy? You, you just, you don't, right? He's irreplaceable. So I think there's going to be some question marks early in the schedule they're going to have to figure out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of early in the schedule, all right, so Sugar just played in their Pokal game uh, last week and had a huge victory, the biggest victory of all the Pokal games, uh, won mm -hmm. six to nil on the road. Their first three matches in the Bundesliga are against, and I would like to hear you pronounce the team they're playing this weekend. Can you do it? First? That's pretty close. Gruta, but which I'm sure somebody will correct me on that. So they played them, just promoted to the Bundesliga. Then they play Leipzig. Then they play, what's this, this little club team? What is it called? Ah, ah, Freiburg. So then they play Freiburg. So that's kind of their August schedule. Um, early season predictions. And I think after the first three games, you'll be two and one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I think, uh, uh, you'll you'll get you'll get the three points against uh, Kissinger's team, and then <laughs> I I think you guys are gonna uh, be able to get some points against us. I, I really do. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not as optimistic as you. If we came out of there with four points, I'd be pretty excited. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're gonna learn a lot that first match against Kurt, and then Leipzig. Like most teams, are just like, well, you know, let's see what happens. Um, and then the Freiburg match, I think, is gonna be pretty big. Um, had this podcast been done a month ago, like we originally planned, I'd be pretty optimistic about this first month. But mm -hmm. with the injuries and the COVID uh, limitations, I'm really kind of concerned at this point that, uh, in fact, uh, there's a couple of publications that uh, we were reading, you and I, that have Stuttgart in the bottom six of the Bundesliga, even though they mm -hmm. finished ninth last year. Uh, they're very young, but just all the, the injuries and the COVID um, limitations. I'm predicting probably, boy, I would want four. I wouldn't be surprised with three, getting one win out of those first two. Um, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping, I mean, Sven Mislintat had a great quote from last year that he quoted, he's like, 13th place is actually our first place. And they're like, well, you know, what is the, what is the goal for this season? He's like, not being relegated. So I think everybody's head is on pretty straight. It's not like everybody's going, let's get fourth place, Champions League, stuff like that. So even if there's some bumps in the rows, I think they'll be able to ride them out. Uh, but I'm a little pessimistic just because of all the injuries. I think we're going to learn a lot that first match, though. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, if you were going to say, okay, uh, season-long prediction, season-long table finish, where do you see this team finishing? Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, you got you got to factor in the fact that you don't know what's going to happen with other teams concerning COVID and, and things like that, injuries. But I actually have Stuttgart finishing 10th this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's fair. Uh, they finished ninth last year. I think they'll be in that middle six towards the mm -hmm. back end a little bit. I think this year they're going to have an opposite of last year. Opposite, they started strong, and then they kind of great. They didn't do awful. They just kind of stayed the course. I think this year's going to be different. I think this year they're going to start a little bit weaker. And then I think once all these people come back from injuries and all these people come back, then they'll get stronger as the season goes out. But I think there's going to be a little bit of nail biting the first month or two of the season. And then mm -hmm. we'll see. So I, 
I don't think they'll finish 10th. I think it'll be close to like a 13th. And I think it'll actually be a little bit, uh, Sven will be right. We'll, we'll, 13th place is our first place. Let's, let's see if we can get that this year and do that. Well, that's his prediction. Um, Oz, all right, so that was our preview of the season. Austin's a little bit more optimistic than I am, but I still think we'll be okay. That's Let's why I'm still on the show. <laughs> Let's move into part three of our program. It is prediction time. All right, part three, Oz. Let's uh, give our listeners a little bit of background here. So we do a number of predictions on this podcast. One, we do the old German classic tip kick game where my son and I play tip kick with various Bundesliga players. And we painted up, uh, actually we'll send a picture on the Twitter machine of all the 18 players we painted up with our middle school painting skills. And last year, our tip kick prediction machine had a 80% accuracy rate in predicting if Stuttgart would score a point and a 40% prediction in actual points. Okay, now let's compare that to our predictions. Last season, our predictions. Travis won the prediction machine with a 51% success rate. Austin, you and Jeff tied at exactly 47%. So we're slightly higher than tip kick. So, you know, that's, that's pretty solid right there, right? Anytime I'm smarter than an inanimate object. <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> All right. So let's look. So Bovada is one of the predicting uh, websites where you can gamble and things like that, which we obviously do not promote on this website or this podcast, or this might be. They've got Stuttgart finishing 11. That's what their prediction is, uh, finishing 11. So what we're going to do is first off, we're going to go through the Bundesliga, and what we'll do is we'll say, okay, where is this team going to finish? Are they going to be in the top six, middle six, or the bottom six? Awesome. Let's start off with a really hard one. Bayern Munich, where you got them? Top six. Yeah. I mean, the, the Nagelsmann, the team, I mean, I, I, I've heard a lot of things about uh, because Nagelman, Nagelsmann is there that they might slip up a little bit, but uh, their, their team's just too good. Right. They'll, they'll be top six. They'll, yeah. they'll probably yeah. be winning it. Yeah, enough said. We can move on. Uh, and we're going based on the table from last year. So Bayern Munich, we both say we'll be in the top six. That's some uh, really breaking, controversial news there. What about Leipzig? I have them in the top six as well. Yep, definitely top six. All right. What about Dortmund? Same thing. Yeah, same thing. I think they kind of – the thing, crazy thing about Dortmund is they had a lousy season last year, and guess what? They mm -hmm. still finished in the top four. So, all right. <laughs> um, Wolfsburg finished fourth last year. Will they be in the top six? Uh, I got them outside of my top six. Really? I've got them inside my top six. Okay. I, I, I just think, you know, uh, I mean – Everybody knows, mom, dad, that I have this love affair with Weghorst. Mm -hmm. and, and I think Weghorst is the only reason I don't have them dropping lower than, than I have them seventh on my, oh, my list. Okay. But yeah, Weghorst is the only reason I don't have them lower. I'm ranking them in the top six, but barely um, two reasons. I've got them fourth on my list. Um, even though they lost their coach, which I think is going to be a hiccup, I just don't mm -hmm. see, it's more along the lines of who else can challenge them. And I don't see a ton of teams on this list that you're like, okay, they're going to challenge these guys. So right. I've got them in my, my top six. 
let's That's go. To, yeah, let's go to. Um, they finished fifth last year. Eintracht Frankfurt. They actually lost their Pokal game. Where do you have them? I have them mid mid table. Same thing. I've got them. I think they're going to take a step back. They lost a coach. They lost their um, director of sport. They lost the Pokal game. Um, they they might have lost Amanda. So they might have lost Amanda. <laughs> Shout out Amanda if you're out there. Yeah, I. I they're not going to get relegated. I don't put them in the bottom six, but yeah, I think they're going to take a dip. I think they're going to go in the middle six. What about number six last year, Bayer Leverkusen? Where you got them? Leverkusen, I got them. I got them in my top six. I, I'm really excited about this Wurtz kid. I've got them outside my top six. I think they've lost some guys. I'm not super impressed um, with what the mighty at you know Aspirin have done. Um, they, just, they just lost Leon Bailey, correct? So yeah, yeah, he just left. But again, like I said, this Wurtz kid, the Florian Wurtz. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. He he showed flashes last year, and this kid's only 18. Okay, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he does this year. So we disagree on that one. What about last year's seventh place finish or Union Berlin? Top six, middle six, final six. I got him in my top six. Wow, I've got them in my last six. I think they're going to take a dip. Uh, really? I think, I think the Pokal game, the conference, uh, Europa conference play that they qualified for that you are in love with, by the way. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to wear on them a little bit. I've got them. Now, listen, I think it'll be 13-14. I don't think they're going to drop all the way down, but I got them bottom six. I think they're taking some. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, now we've got number eight. What about Gladbach? Gladbach, I got them in my top six. I think everybody's talking about the, you know the new coach coming in and and some instability. Uh, and I think it's going to be like you were saying about the uh, uh, Wolf Wolfsburg is that it's going to be a hiccup, but I think they're going to finish top six. Yeah, I've got them in my top six as well, Gladbach. I think they'll take a step uh, step up a little bit from what they had last year. They had a lot of coaching drama last year with the coach when he announced he was leaving early. All right, what about ninth place last year? Malfi Stuttgart. I've got them in the whew, middle six, but barely. I actually think they're going to be on the back end. If you ask me, are they going to be better than last year? So eighth place or 10th place and beyond? I would probably pick 10th and beyond. I'm going to pick them middle six. Uh, what about you? Yeah, like I said earlier, I got them uh, slotted in my 10th spot. So middle six, and, and I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be as good as last year, but I think they're still going to – I don't think they're going to worry about relegation this year. Speaking of a team uh, that could be worried about relegation, what about this Freiburg team? This, uh, I've got them middle yeah. six. Yeah, I got, I got, I got Freiburg middle. Uh, I got them in my 13th spot. Uh, I, I'm just – I'm not – excited about the team i mean i'm excited about seeing rivalry this year i'm just not excited about where we are right now mm. as a team yeah i rivalry is just always i think their historical average is somewhere around 11. they mm -hmm. just they know what they need to do obviously they've got a great coach um great style yeah middle six i think is a pretty safe bet Hoffenheim is the final team that i'm picking to finish in the top six i was torn between Hertha and Hoffenheim. I'm going Hoffenheim. I think they're going to bounce back. They had so many COVID situations last year. I know they had a rough year last year, but I think they've got the money. I think if they're healthy, I think they'll be in the top six. Kind of a surprise pick, but I'm putting them there. Uh, I, I disagree. I'm going, they're uh, one of my mid-table teams. Mm. 
Okay, I could see that. They mm -hmm. had a rough year last year, mid-table. Um, yeah. I mean, I got them high mid-table, but just they're in my mid-table. All right, all right, mid-table. There's actually a Hoffenheim fan out in uh, the Bay Area, I think. So near oh. your neck of the woods. Yeah, I direct messaged him one time and he uh, deleted it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all right. All right, mines. What about mines? I've got mines in my bottom six. I got mines sitting at, well, um, let's see. I got them right at the bottom of my mid table. Okay, bottom of your mid table. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. Oh, mines. Yeah, they. They really seemed to find a coach last year. They looked like they were all but certain to be relegated. They found a coach that was from within the system, had a lot of success, and, and not just survived, but survived relatively easily towards the end. It's been a team that always survives. I'm going to put them in my bottom six, but they're going to be the top of the bottom six. I'm going to put Augsburg. They just, Augsburg is like Freiburg. Uh, they know what they need to do. They do it every year. They're always predicted to be relegated. I mm -hmm. can't take that personally in some regard. Um, I got them in my bottom six, but they're the very top of the bottom six. Good. Uh, you got about Osberg? Osberg? <laughs> yes. Everybody knows you like to call them Austinburg. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got I got Osberg in my bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I think they'll they'll be steady, but I think they'll be bottom. Here's an interesting one. They've got a lot of money, a lot of ambition, had a lot of poor play last year, but somehow at the just very end of the season, we're able to get it out. Hertha Berlin. I've got them mid table. I almost put them in at fifth or sixth place. I think they might be the seventh place team. What about you? I got them in my playoff spot. For relegation? Mm -hmm. But you love Hertha Berlin. I do, and I've seen Hertha Berlin, <laughs> and I have them in my playoffs. <laughs> that's a bit of a shocker. Okay, um, mm -hmm. I, that's our biggest gap. Then I see them in the top six, perhaps Europa play. Mm -hmm. You see them perhaps as Vita Liga play. <laughs> All right, what about Armenia Bielefeld? I've got them bottom six. Uh, same here. Yeah, let's do. Uh, we've got Cologne, Bochum, and Firth. Um, mm -hmm. I see Cologne in my bottom three, actually. Really? I hate to say it. I just, we were joking with Jeff, who is happy birthday, Jeff. Hope you're happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> your team's getting relegated. <laughs> Our gift to you is we think your team is gone. They, I don't think they've signed anybody. And in fact, they've given players away. So right. Well, the, the six players that they have remaining, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have space on the field. This is true. This is true. They've got a, they've got a fantastic coach, uh, Paderborn's ex-coach Baumgart, I believe it is, uh, mm -hmm. who plays a pretty aggressive style. I just don't know if he's got the personnel to do it. Um, yeah, I got, I got, I got Cologne as automatic relegation. Oh wow. Okay. I, I, because Jeff's birthday, I'm gonna put them in 16th. Um, I just don't. Boy, I don't know. They're in financial distress. They're in personnel distress. I don't. I don't know, man. Um, mm -hmm. Bochum, I've got in my bottom six. What about you? I got, yeah, same here. I got Bochum in my bottom six, but high, high on my bottom six. I agree. And I've got, uh, Fert is the same way. They're in my bottom six. Um, but I've got them, boy, one of those two teams I think is going to finish 17th or 18th. One of those, yeah, teams I, gonna, yeah one I of got Fert. I got Fert in my 18th. Okay. 
one of them is going to figure it out because there's every year one of those teams figures it out and a couple of big clubs go down. I've got them in my bottom six. Um, if you're going to tell me which teams are going to be in the bottom three, this is tough for me, but I would go Cologne, Bielefeld, and I'll probably go Bochum. Sometimes the team that wins the Zweite Liga and comes up doesn't have what it takes to play in the first division. This is a, that's a total guess. I mean, all the, the rest of these predictions are just spot on. Right. But that's what I got there. What about you? Who would you pick for your bottom three? So in my playoff spot, like I said, I got Hertha, Hertha, and then I got Cologne and Firth being automatically relegated. Okay. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty close there. So those are our season-long league-wide predictions. Um, just for reference, though, if we predicted one of your clubs to be relegated, remember that our accuracy rating was 47% last year. <laughs> so <laughs> chances are you'll actually end up in the Champions League. Like some of the teams we're about to predict here in part four, let's get to our match day predictions, Oz. Let's wrap this bad boy up. All right, part four. So here we go, match day prediction. So match day one is about to start here in, boy, a couple hours. So we are right hot on the presses. The way we do this is we go onto a website. Bavada is usually the one we go on to. And if you don't know how this works, they give the underdog a certain number of goals. And we try to predict who will win. So for example, the first match, Friday's match, is Gladbach is hosting Bayern. Gladbach is getting a goal. So if Gladbach loses the game one to two, that would actually be a tie for them based on the betting thing. And if it was a tie, zero, zero, Gladbach would actually win if we chose them. All right, so that's how this works. Austin, I'll lead off. The first match of the Bundesliga weekend is uh, today. Gladbach is hosting Bayern. It's Gladbach plus one goal. I'm gonna go on the edge and I'm gonna take Bayern minus a goal, which means if Bayern wins six to zero, <laughs> It's <laughs> actually like five to zero. I end up winning. I'm taking Byron Oz. How about you? I, I'm taking Byron. I think they cover this in the first 60 minutes. Didn't they beat Schalke last year like eight to nothing or something? <laughs> like that? I don't know if Bundesliga has a mercy rule, but they might. Um, you know what? Actually, let's do this too. Our bonus match. The Zweite Liga has been going on for a couple of weeks. And St. Pauli, who uh, is Ian's uh, team, who may someday be on this podcast. He's on the <laughs> takes on their neighborhood rival, Hamburg. Uh, St. Pauli is getting half a goal. Who do you mm -hmm. got in this match? St. Pauli getting half a goal or Hamburg minus half a goal? Uh, man, uh, wow. Um, I'm going to take St. Pauli. Yeah, I think I am too. A little solidarity with uh, Ian there. It's at home. It's a big city rival. We, I'm wondering how many fans are allowed in. That could be mm. huge. And St. Pauli has had some really good matches against Hamburg the last few Years. So that's a little second division love from uh, this <laughs> podcast here, especially considering that most of the members of this podcast have spent some time in the second division and <laughs> very much enjoy it. All right, Saturday's matches. Let's start off with Armenia versus your Freiburg. It is a pick em. Awesome. I'll let you go. What do you got? Well, I, I mean, I got to take Freiburg. I, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're just too consistent. We're, I mean, there's not a lot of up and down with Freiburg, so it's not like we're coming in trying new things and and don't know what's going to happen or what kind of system we're going to be using. And I think we're 
going to come in. We're going to be solid. And I think we win this thing like 1-0 or 2-0. Uh, you guys had the Pokal win, which was only a one-goal win, I think. Yeah. That was kind of mm -hmm. concerning. But I agree with you. I, I, I think Freiburg's going to do what they do, come out, play solid. Um, Armini, I think, is one of those teams that's going to be in the bottom six this year. I think Freiburg's going to finish in that mid-table six, and I think it starts, uh, starts tomorrow. Next match, Augsburg is hosting Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim is minus half a goal, so Augsburg is plus half a goal. Um, I never bet against Augsburg. It's just something I don't do. I'm not going to do it now. I'm taking Augsburg plus half a goal. What about you? Well, this is where I take the early lead. I'm, I'm taking Hoffenheim. Okay. Hoffenheim. Yeah, it's stupid because I predicted Hoffenheim to finish in the top six, and the first chance I have, I'm betting against yeah. them. So there you go. All right. What about Uyan? They're hosting Leverkusen. This is a pick em. I'll leave this one off. I'm going to take Leverkusen on the road, even though I did predict for them to finish in the mid-table. I think Uyan's going to have a rough go this year just because of all the matches. Um, I got Leverkusen to pick them on the road, though. What about you? Uh, God, uh, I'm taking, I'm going to take the surprise here. I'm going to go with Union. I think they're going to come out with a little bit of injury. I think they're going to um, surprise Leverkusen here. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I just, I don't know. I'm really down on Leverkusen this year. And uh, Union, I, I don't know why I think they're not going to have a great season. They've proven the last two Well, years. I think without, without Bailey, I think, you know the front i mean they're they're going to be trying to figure out what they're doing up there so i think that's going to uh, pay off for union here yeah all right let's go to the next uh, match it's valfi stuttgart is hosting uh for the Bert is getting half a goal in this one so it's stuttgart first match it's gonna be a weird lineup but i'm gonna go with some confidence which is odd for stuttgart fan i'm gonna take the home team stuttgart Plus, I'm sorry, minus half a goal. So that's the confidence I have. Stuttgart minus half a goal. What about you? Oh, I, I think Stuttgart takes this one easy. Wow. Okay. And I think the, the confidence you're coming off of the, the Pokal match, I think you're going to come into this one. Um, I, I think you're just going to, I think this one is going to be like a, again, 2 0, 3 1 type okay. of match. Yeah, I think this could go one of two ways. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Stuttgart definitely has the more talent, but you know what? I think they know exactly what they're playing for, and it's to finish in, you know, 16th or 15th place. Sometimes it's hard to beat a team who is just looking to survive. There's so another team that's looking to survive. Uh, Bochum is at Wolfsburg. Bochum is getting one goal. I'm going to go Wolfsburg in this one. Um, what about you? Oh, uh, Wolfsburg. Yeah. Wolfsburg. Or Wolfsburg, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> one of the birds. Yeah, I'm going to Wolfsburg, too, in this one. Um, last match of Saturday is Dortmund hosting Frankfurt. Dortmund minus a goal. So Frankfurt is getting a whole goal in this one. What do you think? Oh, Frankfurt is one of my teams that I, it's, they're going to be hard to watch this year. Um, yeah, I'm taking Dortmund in this one. Same, same. I just It's not that I'm that high on Dortmund. It's that I'm that low on Frankfurt. I just Yeah, same here. I think when the sport, the director of sport and the coach left last year, there was rumors that it was, you know, there was stuff going on behind the scenes um, that things were just changing. And people wondered, why would you leave a team that at that point was getting ready for Champions League play? And they actually, you know, fell off towards the end of the season. 
there's something going on there. And I think they're going to take a little step back. I think they'll ultimately be safe when all is said and done, but I just don't think they'll be the Frankfurt of the last couple of seasons. All right, did we go to Sunday's match? We got Mines, which is hosting Leipzig. Mines is getting 1.5 goals. This is going to be my kind of surprise upset. Um, a lot of times during the, the first match day, the, the big team comes out and just crushes the little team. Mines showed a lot last year. I'm going to take Mines because of this. I think one of two things will happen. They're either going to eke out enough to cover the spread or they're going to get completely destroyed. <laughs> and we'll find out if the coach and the philosophy and the culture that he instilled last year was just a one-time deal that mm -hmm. got them to survive, or it's a sustainable thing that can keep them, maybe not to win this game, but to keep it to a 1-0, 2-1 type of, type of match. So I'm taking the underdogs' minds plus a goal and a half. What about you? Yeah, I mean, mine's second half of the year were one of the best teams in the league. I mean, right. So, so your point is solid, but I have to take Leipzig here because I just want somebody because there's only two or three teams that are going to be able to, you know, try to take down Byron and Leipzig's one of them. And so I got to take Leipzig to get points anytime they could get points. It's funny. Somebody wrote an article. I wish I could give credit to the appropriate uh, person who did this. Maybe it was on Twitter um, that they asked all the Bundesliga managers who was the favorite and they all said Bayern, right? The only only one guy who didn't. You know who that one guy was? Uh, the coach for Cologne. <laughs> so I like did, that did, he, did he pick Cologne? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't pick anybody, but he's like, I'm not going to just give it to him. But Leipzig's guy came out and said, you know, our goal is to qualify for Champions League, which is probably true. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's a solid expectation. Yeah. But when what many people think is the second best team in the league is like, yeah, second place is pretty cool. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that tells you a lot about Bayern's dominance, maybe more than anything else. And our last match of the week, our last match of match day one is Hennis at State Cologne is going to host Hertha Berlin. This is a pick -em. Now, Jeff's not here to set the stage, but you and I both saw the stats for the Pokal match, which mm -hmm. they won in penalties. Yeah. But what do you remember was the most exciting stat or the most interesting stat that you saw of that match do you remember was there 42 shots Hennis had 42 shots <laughs> in the game and only what was it one to one at the end of regulation <laughs> oh my gosh so I wish I could have seen the game because I kind of want to know where these shots were coming from but I think the last time there's been that many shots with that little result was maybe a fraternity party I mean this that was nuts so I, I, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to let you go first. And uh, I'm still thinking about it. I, I wish this, this matchup was match day 34. Because mm -hmm. I think this is going to have a lot of relevance on the playoff and automatic relegation. Uh, but I, I'm taking Herta here because, again, Cologne is Cologne. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only reason I'm taking Cologne is because it's Jeff's birthday. Um, I wish Cologne was getting some points here, some goals, I should say. Um, they're at home. And mm -hmm. the biggest thing I saw on, on the Twitter is that uh, uh, Hennis, the actual GOAT himself, is making his return to the pitch after more than a year off. So, Wait, what? What? Uh, yeah, he's, he's coming back for his first match. 
since the whole COVID uh, outbreak and all that stuff. So Ooh, I did not know that. Can I change my pick? This is people. This is a dramatic <laughs> change of events. And just for all those of you at home, we're changing our picks, not based on any statistical analysis of a player returning, but of the actual goat returning. Hannes <laughs> is coming back. I'm thinking, I'm taking Claude. Yep. Happy birthday. There you have it. Every member of this podcast. Yeah. Every member of this podcast has got your back. Um, and we predict a big Hennis victory uh, for for you, for your birthday, for, for everybody here. So there we go. Those are our match day one predictions for the upcoming season. Austin, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this has been three months in the, uh, in the making, quite literally. Yeah, we've been uh, planning it. We have. And it, because... Yeah, the joke is that when we weren't doing anything, our followers increased dramatically. Then as soon as we said we're coming back, we <laughs> lost three, like in a second. So I'm guessing um, after this is published, we'll lose at least another 30 or 40. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, it'll be our free fall after this. Yeah, this is, a, this is yeah, as, as high as we reached uh, the mountaintop, we are, we are coming down the avalanche right now. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of being high on the mountain or on the avalanche, we'll see how the results go this weekend. Uh, we'll try to meet up again to discuss the match day one results of Stuttgart versus Perth and maybe even see if Jeff has recovered from his birthday. Um, mm -hmm. And the excitement of Hennis being back. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Have a great weekend yep. and uh, good luck. Good luck in your uh, your match at uh, Armenia. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs>